0: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Purple
2: Podcast. Hello and welcome into the Purple Podcast. Matthew Collar here with you and joining me, a very common guest on the podcast, Bobby Peters. Last year, he wrote the third down manuals for the Philadelphia Eagles and the Los Angeles Rams, which we referenced many times here on the podcast. And now his project from the 2018 season is the Chicago Bears complete offensive manual. And I have just started going through this, Bobby, and you are a crazy person for the level of detail that you have gone into with the 2018 Chicago Bears offense.
0: Oh, thanks. Thanks, Matthew. It's always a pleasure uh, to be on the podcast with you. And, you know, it's a lot it's a lot of hard work. And when, it, when you're done, it's, it's nice to have a finished product that, you know, has a start and an end like this. So thanks for that.
2: So you have gone through essentially every concept used in the Chicago Bears offense and there are many different ways that we could go through this um, but where I would like to start is some of your big picture conclusions that uh, Matt Nagy was highly lauded for what he did with the Chicago Bears offense we knew their defense was fantastic but their offensive numbers I think were higher than most people expected and they created a, a good number of explosive plays and got the ball to their weapons effectively tell me what you saw from Matt Nagy that as you were going through play-by-play, play, everything through their tape, that surprised you, stuck out to you, made you think, yeah, you know what? This guy really was innovative on offense in 2018.
0: So probably the two biggest things that, um, if you want to talk big picture, that led to you know the, their overall success were pro- are probably his what he did in the offseason, putting together a complete system, not just a collection of plays. So throughout, throughout the book, you can see the different concepts that complement each other. And if the defense reacts one way, he would call a, a certain other concept to, to take advantage of that. So that's, that's a big part of it. And then the second biggest aspect is his willingness to adapt. There, I mean, you, you can see based on the Bears personnel, like I just saw actually on Twitter this morning, uh, Pro Football Focus put out that street Cohen was, had the highest efficiency, uh, for any running backs for yards. I I believe the stat was yards per route run. Mm -hmm. So that takes into account, you know, the amount of times he's targeted, obviously. And then, you know, when he's, when he's running routes. So using Tariq Cohen in that, in that sense in his, you know, getting him, getting him the ball in space out of the backfield was something that, that Nagy focused on. And actually the cover concept for my book features an option route that the bears use quite frequently during the season. Um, to, to feature Cohen. So those those two things are probably the biggest that stick out in the big picture.
2: So one of the things that I had talked to George Edwards, the Vikings defensive coordinator, and Mike Zimmer about when they were going to play and lose to the Bears uh, was Tariq Cohen's ability to get vertical. He wasn't just a you know, check down option behind the line of scrimmage or a screen option that they could use him in almost any way. And as I look at this Vikings offseason, Bobby, I think a lot about the weapons here that Chicago has put together. And even though I have enraged some of the internet by suggesting the Vikings pick up Antonio Brown, there are a number of other players that I look at uh, for the Vikings that they could really use to fill out their number of weapons And Chicago would be one example that I would use. They drafted Anthony Miller. They bought in Trey Burton, a vertical threat, as a tight end. And then they used the two running backs effectively. I think that the Vikings could benefit from taking some of those things from Chicago and the way that they built their roster uh, to go with what Matt Nagy wanted to do scheme-wise.
0: So at the end of the day, what, what what really sticks out about what the Bears did specifically with those skill players is each one of them has the ability to win a one-on-one matchup. You know, going into the season, you know, Tariq Cohen had a good rookie season. And, you know, Allen Robinson had a, a good year or two in Jacksonville before the Bears signed him. But none of those guys were, you know, big-name guys that, you know, carried, you know, a ton of cachet with them as far as, you know, defensive coordinators. Oh, we got to stop this guy. We got to stop that guy. But, um, you know, as the season progressed, you can see the different ways Navy featured each individual, each, each one of those players. You know, Robinson, Cohen, Miller, Gabriel with his speed running vertically down the sideline. Um, using, using those players, skill sets and what they're good at and featuring them on concepts that, which allow them to win one-on-one matchups.
2: So give me an example of how they used Taylor Gabriel, who I look at is kind of a number three style wide receiver, even though he had the second most targets, but he's a guy that I'm kind of looking at as a model of a playmaker somebody who in the past when he was with atlanta that he was used in a lot of different types of situations and he was a yards after catch guy and he was somebody that you could throw screens to i've liked the idea of golden tate being the high-end guy the vikings could throw quick screens to or even cordero patterson coming back as that playmaker that was gabriel in the past how did they use him in chicago to get the most out of him
0: so like i said um using him vertically down the field was probably what had the biggest impact for the bears. Um, a couple different concepts. So the four vertical concept was one way they would isolate him uh, to the backside of trips and run him um, on, a, on just a straight go route. Um, if defenses decided to double team him, then they would have the number three receiver from the other side of the field running down the middle of the field in a one-on-one situation. Um, another way they did it too, you know, on that same route running vertically down the sideline is they would max protect and run fades. Um, th- this could be a route, The way depending on how they teach it, this could be a route conversion off of their uh just their 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 max protection hitch concept that they ran quite frequently as well. Um I'm not quite sure quite sure how they teach it, but um there's definitely a a distinction there. So those two ways are probably the 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 ways they try to get him the ball down the field. And then, you know, even in the run game, using him on jet sweeps, um, you know, obviously they use Tariq Cohen on those as well, but they also use Gabriel on jet sweeps to to get him to the edge uh, for a few big plays in the running game as well. And I feel
2: like those jet sweeps were used a lot more this year around the league because the Rams used the, the fake jet sweeps all the time and they would do it just enough to force opponents to have their linebackers pay attention. And Chicago did the same thing and they did the same thing occasionally uh, against the Vikings. One thing I'm really interested in here, Bobby, is how Chicago helped their offensive line with scheme because this was an area that I felt John DeFilippo was very short on and maybe it was because Filippo had come from Philadelphia and Philadelphia has like three elite offensive linemen and two other really good ones uh, in 2017 when they won the Super Bowl it was uh, you know, Jason Peters was on the team for, for part of it and he got hurt, but the you know, Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey. And if he was asking those guys to do a lot, they could. But then when he was asking the Vikings offensive linemen to just stand there and pass protect one on one, he was just asking for trouble, especially with his quarterback, Kirk Cousins, not being the most mobile or having the greatest, uh, you know, uh, pocket awareness. So I feel like as Gary Kubiak comes in and Kevin Stefanski designs his offense in sort of a Shanahan type of mold, that it will be a big deal for the Vikings to consider. They're not going to have the most talented offensive line. Like, nobody is walking through the door that's going to be a superstar left tackle. But I look at the Bears' offensive line, and I don't see any superstars really either. I see good players, but I don't see superstars, yet their pass protection numbers on pro football focus were pretty solid. Fill in the gaps for me here with
0: Scheme. So that's that's a great that's a great point, and I think a lot of that does have to do with schemes. So Matt Nagy, and when you go through the book, um, I outline each concept, and I you know I have average yards per uh, average y- yards per play for that concept, and then I break it down by first down, second down, third down, red zone, and and things of that nature. But as you go through, you can look at all the concepts that clearly are designed to create an open first read or a quick game concept, get the ball out of Trubisky's hands quickly. The Bears average more yards per play with running those concepts. You know, that you know, like you said, when you when you do that and you get the ball out of your quarterback's hands quickly by design, you're not taking into account these stud pass rushers coming off the edge. You can get the ball in and out and and, and basically take them out of the game.
2: The uh, third downs, did you still do the third downs, Bobby? <laughs>
0: Uh, so I don't have a specific section for third downs. What I do each, each concept, I do have their third down efficiency, uh, broken down. And I mean, the same, same thing can be said for third downs as well. Um, you know, that that same, that same trend is if you're, if you're getting the ball out of the quarterback's hands quickly, you're, you're, you're trying to get his first read open to get, you you know, to simple, simplify things for him and not have him hold onto the ball. You're gonna, you're gonna average, uh, higher success rate on most on most occasions well that's what i
2: wanted to know the vikings last year on third downs especially if it was anything more than third and one or two but even then they were one of the worst teams in the league in those situations they really struggled and the way that i put it think about it in my mind but you can change my mind on this if you feel differently is if it's less than five yards you should be able to scheme something up to get somebody open for for four or five yards when it's more than that it takes some special quarterback play a lot of times, but a little more effort when it comes to the scheme because they'll probably play two deep safeties. On third downs, the Vikings were getting both of their top two receivers doubled. And I'm curious how the Chicago Bears in their offense dealt with some of those third downs and had success there, even though, you know, they had weapons that could be double teamed and they would have the same things, that they would try to force Trubisky to make a big-time throw. But in Week 17, Bobby, we saw him on a big drive make four or five throws on third and long to open wide receivers. And I'm wondering how the Vikings can schematically emulate that.
0: I, I I definitely agree with your point about anything less than third and four, third and five. Um, you know, regardless of what concept you call, you can pretty much pick up a first down, regardless of which receiver you hit. So the defense has to treat it almost like it's, um, you, you, they, they can't just forget about, you know, like on third and long situations, you can kind of forget about the check down and rally up and, and tack, and make a tackle. But in those shorter situations, all receivers are, are an immediate threat. So, um, you know, every, every option is really at the disposal for the quarterback on those. Um, third and longs, the Bears so, so they did have some, some down the field concepts that that worked well for them during the season um so and and specifically on third and long situations um you when when the bears would call some of their more down the field type type pass concepts they when defenses cover that up trubisky's legs were a huge impact on the offense and able to pick up those those third and long situations and that's definitely something that um you know, depending depending on your quarterback skill set that you can't necessarily count on, especially you know, with the Vikings and Kirk Cousins. You know, he's not quite as mobile as Mitch Trubisky, so that's that's definitely a difference on those third and long situations.
2: Is there a way to beat double teams without a great number three wide receiver? I know that I'm sort of directing everything toward the the Vikings, but I'm just thinking about how the two things compare: is the number of weapons and these big situations, and seeing Chicago being able to distribute the football in many different places. And so a lot of times what I saw on tape teams do against the Vikings was just stick those two high safeties up there on third and six, third and seven. And it seemed to fluster Kirk Cousins. Are there concepts that you found going through Chicago that beat defenses like that?
0: Yeah. So um, there's actually a couple examples that popped to my mind. Um, so the cover concept for my book is what I refer to in the book as HB Reed, uh, halfback read, with the spot dig combination on the other side of the field. So the primary on that play would be Tariq Cohen running an option route out of the backfield, like we already discussed. Now what the bears would, would do one of their answers is if defenses wanted to double team Tariq Cohen and give him help from the inside and out one, one play that they would use on specifically second and long situations to try to, to try to uh, get themselves back into normal down and distance is they would run that the receiver to that side who would normally run a corner out on kind of like a bang post route. Mm -hmm. So they're attacking that window So from a reduced split, he's going to get inside leverage on the corner because the corner is going to be playing with outside leverage. And with, with the defense double teaming Tariq Cohen underneath, there's, there's a huge window, um, in that, in that hole kind of behind, uh, that linebacker that jumps to guard Tariq Cohen. And specifically you can, good examples of this are in week 14, week 15, and then in the wild card game against Philadelphia, um, the Bears hit. The Bears hit, uh, I believe they usually had Trey Burton lined up in that position um, on that route. I think they might have had Allen Robinson once, but they actually averaged over 10 yards per play when they called that adjustment to that concept. And like I said earlier, they would use that as a specific answer to when the defenses tried to double team their be- one of their best players in Tariq Cohen. So it's all about having a complete system at your disposal that has answers built in. And that's, that's something that you can build in the offseason. And then, you know, during the season, you can go, oh, OK, they're doing this. Well, we'll just we have an answer for it.
2: As you went through and watched Mitch Trubisky throw football after football, what did you come away with? Because I watched some Chicago tape to prepare for the Vikings games, and then I watched them back, and my feeling was that he certainly does have a lot of talent, but there are also throws that get left on the field with Mitch Trubisky. Did you walk away thinking, well, this offense is going to be something to be reckoned with for a while, or they're really going to have to keep these weapons and this coach and keep adapting the way that they did last year in order to get the very most out of Mitch Trubisky.
0: So there's definitely a blend of, of good and bad with Trubisky. Um, you know, we talked already about his running ability um, that, that specifically against uh, New England in week seven, Mitch Trubisky bailed out the coaching staff quite a bit. Um, you know, New England was able to pattern match a lot of their, a lot of their base concepts and Trubisky was, Able to recognize that and not throw the ball into danger. Instead, he would tuck and run and pick up a ton of, a ton of yards on the ground, um, with his legs in that game. And that, you know, that, that's obviously a a huge plus that a lot of quarterbacks, um, you know, in the NFL just aren't capable of doing. Um, but there was definitely plenty of bad, you know, I look at their week 14 matchup, uh, with the Rams and, you know, the defense basically won that game. You know, they shut down LA. I think they only gave up six points and the Bears, they, they did have one touchdown drive where, where Nagy kind of used, um, Where he kind of used an outside zone RPO to, to move the ball down the field. And, you know, to Mitch's credit, he read that, he read that well. Um, but, you know, he was really struggling early in the game with a lot of their drop back pass concepts. So Nagy kind of, kind of after halftime kind of reined him in a little bit, simplified the second half game plan. Um, you realize that the defense was playing well. He probably only needed one or two more scores to, to go ahead. So. In that situation, Trubisky, you know, without, without a stellar defense, that might have been a game that they would have lost with the way he was playing. I think he might have had, I think three first half interceptions in that game, mm-hmm. maybe two. Um, but those, you know, like I said, there's good, there's good and bad. And I think going forward, he's in a system that, that has answers for what defenses present to him. And it's, you know, w- w- with a full off season in the system now, you know, it's, it, year two really will be a litmus test for him, you know, th- at least in my eyes, you know, how, how he improves on, on these specific concepts, how he improves with getting the ball out quicker to, to open guys. Cause there were definitely times too, where, you know, Nagy would call something and, and, and you know, I, I specifically, you know, getting to Cohen down the field, there were a couple of times where he'd run either a wheel route from the backfield or kind of an out and up um, from the slot and Trubisky just wouldn't, wouldn't pull the trigger on it, even though Cohen had, had a step or two on his guy. And, you know, those are things going forward. You know, year two in the system, he's going to be more confident in his throws. You know, if he realizes Cohen's got a one-on-one, you know, he'll he'll be he'll be quicker to pull the trigger on those. But um, definitely some good, definitely some bad, but um, year two is going to be a big test for him.
2: In terms of a running game, we saw the Bears take advantage of the Vikings and really just play a tough game in Week 17, and they held on to the football and they grinded it out. In terms of the efficiency of the running game, only 4.1 yards a carry, which wasn't different than the Vikings a whole lot, but it seemed like they were a team that could pound you uh, if they wanted to. I know that this is something the Vikings want to do more uh, next year. Now, part of that was the Vikings had balance in their offense until they were down two scores and then through all the time. So uh, score effects always play a role in this. But uh, in terms of using the backfield combination in, in the running game, what did the Bears do successfully that you found?
0: So the Bears used a lot of different, um, a lot of different schemes, and they mixed in RPOs with basically all of them. Um, specifically, I know in the Vikings matchups they used uh, an adjustment off. The, I think we might have talked about this on a previous podcast, but they they used an adjustment off their inside zone scheme to um, to to kind of allow Trey Burton to get up on linebackers instead of having him try to cut off a backside defensive end, and that was an adjustment that they used. Specifically in week 11, that allowed them to, to average a good clip. I think they averaged over five yards of carry on that specific concept. Um, but I mean, the Bears, the Bears were creative. Not only, you know, we talked about their passing game and the different answers they had, but they also had answers in the run game. I mean, they, 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 they would call trap, dart, uh, a scheme, a scheme I call GT where both the tackle and guard pull from the backside. Um, they were very multiple in, in the different ways that they, that they ran the ball. And, you know, using mixing in jet sweeps and different option concepts, you know, with a mobile quarterback like Mitch Trubisky was able to keep defenses on their toes and they really couldn't, you know, pin their ears back and, you know, figure out where the Bears were going to hit them next.
2: So what was the biggest difference that you found from doing your books last year, Philadelphia and the Rams, who had very different offenses, and then going through Chicago here, uh, is there something that was similar with all three, because you looked at very successful offenses and something that. You said, wow, I mean, they do a lot of different things here than what I saw last year.
0: So, um, with Maggie and Peterson being close, definitely some of the concepts had carryover. Um, the Bears called Hank, uh, it's like a curl flat combination quite often um, throughout the season. That was something that the, the Eagles featured um, as one of their main third down concepts from the year before. So, that was, um, you know, that among a few other concepts were, were definitely um, where, you, where I saw a lot of carryover from that aspect. But when you talk big picture about these teams, any, and you know, really and, and the same could be said for you know, any team in the NFL that, that has success moving the ball, is when, when you're able to get the ball out of your quarterback's hands quickly, it makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And going through this book, concept by concept, you can see, okay, when you know, uh, you know, specifically with quick game concepts, yeah, I put those I kind of tried to group those towards the beginning of the book, and most of them averaged pretty high yards per play um you're just because you're not you're not taking sacks into account you know very rarely are these concepts intercepted um or even incompleted for that matter um you're just because the, the reads are very defined the quarterback can almost pre-snap determine where the ball's going um and you know, go going back to my my rams book from last year you know you, you go through the book you're like wow there's you know sean mcfay does so many cool things but the simplest concepts were the most efficient for them they ran stick spacing which is basically just you know, a couple of hitch routes with a couple of, of flat routes, and that was their most efficient concept on third downs in 2017. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, the ball's getting out of golf's hands quickly, and you know they're spacing the field pretty pretty quickly horizontally. And you know, it's not it's not glamorous. You know, there's no, no double moves going up down the field or anything, but it's it's a way to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands, take out the pass rush, and get the, get get you know your skill players the ball in space.
2: And of course, you and I talked a lot about the all curls concept, which uh, was used in tech mobile well before your time uh of video games and uh teams still use it where did you find lots of uh, all curls in chicago um, or did they did they not like all curls because if they didn't no. then i'm not interested not yeah, reading the yeah, book yeah. Then.
0: Well, well the book might not be for you then because they didn't run it, they didn't run it <laughs> that much um they might have run it once or twice but nothing uh no not not you're just oh, kind that's, of, that's too bad that's a shame scrolling I'm scrolling, in you know, in the in the last section, I kind of have it in like a like a miscellaneous play call, you know, things they only called once or twice, and I don't see it on here. So, oh
2: man, sorry. well, sorry, Matt Nagy, I don't think you know what you're doing if you're not running yeah. the uh, all curls play from Tech Mobile, um, Bobby. What did you steal as a coach? Uh, you are a high school coach, and uh, I know that you're always studying these things for things to apply to your own coaching career. So, what uh, what did you? Take from Chicago that you want to use uh, with your team.
0: Well, oh, that's very classified information. <laughs> just, oh man, kidding.
2: you bela checked
0: me. No, no, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, I mean, for the, the <laughs> your
2: big, opponents for the, are going to listen to the podcast.
0: Yeah, no. Um, I mean, big, the big picture things we talked about. I mean, those are huge, right? We can you know, we can sit here and talk about ways to get guys, you know receivers open all day, and there's plenty of examples with that. Um, you know, with the Bears you know, there's chalk full of concepts in here that, that feed off of each other. But, you know, when we, when I, when I talk about things that I, you know, I try to focus on and apply at the high school level, it's, it's, it's the big picture things like getting the ball out of your quarterback's hands quickly, giving him defined reads, things that make sense for him. Um, you know, because those are the things that even at the NFL level that make, you'll make the most sense and, and end up being the most efficient concepts and um, you know, those, those things for sure. And then you know, just, as far as like specific concepts um you know, the, the you know I talked about the cover image, the H.B. read with spot dig concept, you know, that if you've got a running back that that has, you know, the ability to, to make plays out of the backfield in the passing game, that's a great concept to, to utilize. I mean, even if you have a slot receiver who can run that option route from the slot, you know, you don't have to line them up in the backfield. You can be creative with it. Um, You know, there's probably five or six other concepts that are um, that are talked about in the book that beat off of that. So like any response the defense would have to that concept, Matt Nagy had an answer for it, just waiting for it. So just kind of the complete package of that, you know, how to, how to package that option route and the different things that you can do with it, um, you know, kind of struck me as as really the focal point of, of, like, wow, this is a complete package that they have for, for, you know, trying to feature Tariq Cohen in the passing game.
2: Was that your big picture team building type of takeaway was, if you have a versatile running back who can come out of the backfield and basically be a wide receiver running back, it's really darn tough to stop, no matter how defenses handle it. That seems to be, as we talk about this, everything that you're talking about seems to circle back to that position, and I think it's vital that the Vikings find someone to go along with Delvin Cook, and he's good at all of this, but find someone who can do all that stuff, who can be a change of pace if they want, who can be a vertical threat if they want, who can do kind of a little bit of everything. I I think that's important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, even with, uh, you know, Tariq Cohen in place and you know, obviously the Bears have Jordan Howard, I believe he's under contract for another year. You know, Matt Nagy in their postseason press conference ex- expressed uh, very sincere interest, uh, you know, when discussing Kareem Hunt. And, you know, you would think the Bears, you know, are kind of set at running back. But, um, you know, with the offseason getting started here, I wouldn't be surprised if they drafted a running back late or, you know, tried to add to that position somehow in free agency, too, just to kind of you know, like you said, you can't have enough guys that can make plays, you know, from the, either the slot position or from from the backfield. It's just, it's, they're hard to come by. And when you got guys that can win those matchups, it's, you know, Matt Nagy has shown he's got the ability to, to feature them and get them the ball.
2: Okay. So people should follow you at B underscore peters 12. And the name of the book is the 2018 Chicago bears complete offensive manual. And I promise you that even if you hate the Bears because you love the Vikings, you will learn so much from this. And uh, last year, I cannot tell you, Bobby, how many times I was watching film and I would, well, I'm telling everyone else, you know this, but send you a message and say, hey, was it this concept? Was this that concept? Take a look at this. Take a look at that. And I would refer to your books all the time as I was watching tape. Oh, I think this is that concept or this concept. And then you see the game differently uh, when you start looking at it like that and, and looking at it through the eyes of an offensive coordinator, offensive coach. So I highly suggest that if people are really into uh, understanding football better, and as always, Bobby, your work and your time on our podcast is fantastic, and I thank you.
0: Well, thanks for having me on, and I hope uh, I hope anybody who purchased the book enjoys it.
2: All right, and uh, we will be... Um... We'll be around. We'll be podcasting around. Uh, We'll be at the Combine and so forth. So you're going to want to continue to pay attention here to the Purple Podcast. Thank you all for listening.
1: Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The College Football Playoff Committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the College Football Playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama.